Welcome to a special edition of Seat Yourself. As followers of Seat Yourself know, this episode will be a different format than our regular weekly edition, and it will feature a single guest. In this special edition, our host, Dave Turner, will be having a conversation with Shannon Talon of Edward Don & Company at the 2019 and 41st edition of the Host Milano Show in Milan, Italy. This episode runs approximately 30 minutes and is sponsored in part by the Edward Don & Company. Everything but the food for nearly 100 years. Now, here's Dave. Hey everybody, it's Dave, and I'm here with the lovely and the talented Shannon Talon, all the way from Edward Don in Chicago, and we're at Host Milano. It's the 2019 version. Actually, it's the 41st edition of Host Milano here in Milan, Italy. What a fantastic show it's been, and we're sitting in the Steelite booth, and we really want to say thank you to the folks at Steelite for letting us rest our feet a little bit and have a cold beverage, cold non-alcoholic beverage, <laughs> and uh, I want to make sure you all know that. And we're having some fun, and it's been a fantastic show, and uh, we want to tell you a little bit about some of the things we've seen. We've not compared notes, but I suspect we've uh, we probably have run in some of the same paths because uh, the stuff that I've fallen in love with, we'll see what um, well we'll see what Shannon's fallen in love with too. A couple of things though before we get started, we've got some great news about Seat Yourself and Seat Yourself. This past week, we found out was named the number four top mover in all the podcasts that are on the Stitcher platform. Now I'm not a podcast. Uh, wonk, but I think that's a pretty good thing. So uh, thank you to all you listeners and all you subscribers and all you people who've downloaded and uh, just given us a lot of support. It really means a lot to us. So uh, share this and uh, get your friends to watch because we count them all and we really do appreciate it. Every single listener. So that said, the number one question I have for the lovely and the talented Shannon is, Shannon, wherever I go, all over the world, people ask me about Shannon. <laughs> So, and I tell them, Shannon's off the market. There is a Mr. Steve in Shannon's <laughs> life, and it's not Steve Don. No, I often have to clarify when I talk about Steve if I'm talking about Steve but Don. The, but there's also a couple of other people in your life, too. Yes, you that's true. You have two good children, Bernie and Karma. Uh, yes, but let's be, let's be clear that they're four-legged children and not two-legged children. Yes. Uh, so I don't get questions about the names of them. Uh, but, yep, uh, my husband's name is Steve, and we live outside of Chicago. And uh, we do. We have two dogs, Bernie and Karma. They're our little buddies. Now, Steve's coming tomorrow here, right? Uh, Steve, Steve will be joining me, yes, later this week in Italy when I'm done with the show. We're going to spend a couple of days celebrating our fifth wedding anniversary. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yes, but uh, he doesn't uh, get to see the uh, amazing, uh, enormous expanse of the show, um, but he's heard all about it from me. Right. So who's going to have a better vacation, you and Mr. Steve or Bernie and Karma when they're home alone? Probably Bernie you? and Karma hanging out at their, uh, at their uh, like, pet hotel. Pet hotel. Okay, <laughs> great. That's good. Good. Well, cool. Uh, I want to say, for me, Shannon, the number one story that I have out of this show is the number of American customers that mm. are here. Every, almost, almost every booth I've gone to, people, the exhibitors themselves have told me how impressed they are with the number of American uh, customers that are here in Italy. Sure. Have you heard that same thing? Well, yes, and, and I've been uh, able to kind of witness it firsthand. The North American delegation that, that host uh, invites to the show and wants to come bring to, to meet with the various factories and the various uh, suppliers here, uh, from my understanding, has just grown exponentially over the years. It's become a tremendously successful program. And uh, the buyers and decision makers who are here from yeah. the U.S. are 
engaged and energi uh, energized and excited to be here and uh, just really make trying to make the most of their time, meet with as many uh, potential new partners um, as possible. Uh, so yes, I've been able to sort of, sort of had a front seat to all of that. Uh, and you can really tell uh, that there's been uh, great interest from the supplier partners and such uh, at the number of people there are here from the U.S. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, the, this is my third host. I, I, don't, I think that means that I've been here doing, working, or hanging around hosts for six years or whatever. And they asked the host people who got asked me yesterday what I thought. And I said, this is the most organized. Every, every host that I come to gets better and better. So I'm really excited about it. And the other, they asked three words and I gave them the, the number one word that host uh, comes to mind when I think of host is design. Mm. The design here, not only are the products, but the booths themselves. Mm -hmm. Very different designs than you might see in American Absolutely. shows or whatever. So if, if you're listening to this and you're in North America and that's the only shows you've gone to, come to host or come to Ambiante. You're going to see different shows, uh, different uh, designs of booths. So design is number one. Second one is energy. A lot of energy mm. here in the aisles. Absolutely. And, and finally, this passion, mm. both on the exhibitor side and the attendee side. Yes. People from all over the world here, and as I said, a lot of Americans. Absolutely. And I, uh, I was asked a similar question, you know, what three words I would use to describe hosts. One, I, I remarked about the size, because truly the trade shows and fairs that we're exposed to in the U.S. Um, are just not on the same level from a size standpoint. So the enormity of it is very impressive. Um, Educational, obviously for me, it's my first time ever attending host. So it's been an education for me, but that's not really what I meant. I have found that the, the, the people I've met with and the appointments I've had um, have been really about educating each other about uh, whether it's a, a, a manufacturer's product line that I'm learning about or if I'm helping to educate a, a brand about the U.S. market. It's been a very good education and information sharing. Yes. Um, and then a, a, another word I used was just beauty, and that yes. goes in line with the, the design and the passion element um, it, it it's amazing that we're at a professional event that feels like it's got so much beauty and fashion and style and personality but really meant for the food service and hospitality market you know one other word that was given to me today and it's getting a little noisy here in the steel eye booth <laughs> because they've got so many customers in here so we apologize for the noise and all that but one of the other words that I uh, I've heard mentioned a couple of times here today is how compact Tabletop is especially mm. compact. Compact is uh, is a great word. That means you can see a lot of things in a very short period of time. Absolutely, it's been great for me from an efficiency and my, uh, use of my time uh, with all of the tabletop and sort of buffetware uh, companies being all in one area. It's very easy for me to meet yeah. with many people in a short amount of time. Even if I have to go from one end of this building to the other, it's still all within the same hall, within yes. the same building. Yes. Um, so I think the layout is, is is very good and like I said, has been able, has allowed me to be very effective and efficient. Well, good. Well, speaking of being efficient, let's talk about what we've seen out here. Great. Okay. All right. Uh, tell me what... And, and, and put them in order if you want. I don't sure. have my I have my list, but okay. I don't have it in order. Okay. But, but tell me some things that you've seen that have just blown you away. Um, well, I, I, it's it's hard to narrow it down because I've seen so much beautiful product, and I still have some to see um, over the next couple of days. Um, but a few uh, a few uh, manufacturers who I thought have had some really beautiful new product. Uh, one that I saw yesterday were the folks from Rack. Yes. Um, I think they're you know uh, at the one of the brands that's at the top of the list in terms of innovation. Uh, with their new product development, uh, whether it's uh, shapes or glazes, uh, whatever the case may be. So some of their new product is, is really eye-catching. 
Um, I also... You know, you know, just one thing on Rack? Yeah. I spoke... You've seen a new suggestion series? Uh, yeah, it's actually... Uh, it was you in have our, some products It was in, in our fall catalog. Right, it was in our fall advisor. Fall advisor. And so I spoke with Gemma Bernal, the uh-huh. designer of the whole collection. She's awesome. Spanish designer. She did the whole schmear for the uh, uh, suggestions. And it's great to hear her her passion and where all that comes from, the ideas behind that. Absolutely. Really very innovative. very chef-oriented. Yep. Uh, you know, just it's it's eye candy. It's theater for the tabletop, uh, that, that product line. It's wonderful. Well, one product line, speaking of theater and speaking of eye candy and everything, one product line that kind of blows me away, too, is the new Spice Collection. Uh, I guess they're calling it just simply Spice uh, from Maham Anjum, the London-based designer that's working with Steelite. Maham is awesome herself, but the products now are finalized and they're they're just gorgeous colors, and I love the shapes of the, of the spice. Absolutely, what I love about spice is it is it is going to be what the U.S. market has sorely needed as uh, local or regional artisans and potters. Studio have, potters. Studio potters yeah. have have brought more have have had more of their product make their way into the food service space. Um, it's presented challenges for operators in that you know from a resupply standpoint, a reorder or durability or food safety, those products don't always fit the bill. Maham is one of those design-driven artisan potters, and she's designed a collection with her design eye, with her brilliance, with the uh, with the manufacturing skill set of Steelite. And it marries what the market needs, yeah. and I think it's I going to be a home more. run. And you, you've got studio pottery that is made for the mass, the higher volume operators. And it's not just pigeonholed into certain ethnic foods. It goes across all ethnicities, all types of foods. Really organic looking. And it, and I, like I said, it can be mixed in with your existing dinnerware. There's, there's a style and a design component to it. But there's certainly an, a practical side to it. Absolutely, though. and I just it, awesome. I just don't think it could be a better marriage cool. of Steelite and Maham. Yeah. What else have, we, have you seen that you like? So some new product uh, under the uh, the uh, the Bona brand, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, distributed Bona. by Turgla yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. Um, their their glazes uh, are, are are beautiful and very trend forward, and they've got some new product uh, that Turgla will be bringing into the market in the U.S. Um, over the next uh, six months. So some really beautiful. You know, Bona is one of those companies that's really come so far in such a short period of time. Absolutely. I don't know how old they are, but it can't be, they're not 10 years old. Right, right. But they have really blown it away in terms of uh, their product development. And I understand, uh, I heard from uh, from uh, the industry, let's just say, mm-hmm. uh, unnamed sources, that they're getting through, uh, they're expanding their operation in Turkey so that they'll have even more capabilities. And the expansion is going to be really a, a product development facility. So that's really cool. Yes, and they've uh, recently added more capacity as well. Yeah. So I think we have uh, more really good things to see from Bona down the road. Great. One of the things that I saw too, and I have to say, I'm always falling in love with products. And when I do, I get bogged down and all this stuff. The new glassware uh, collection from Nude, the the Savage collection of Mm. cocktail glasses, Mm They're they're retro looking, but they're but they're fr- like the martini glass. It's a retro look, but it's been freshened up a lot. Yes, a modern profile. Yeah, modern profile. I like that. That's better. Yeah, and I think that that uh, all of that we've talked before on Seat Yourself about uh, some the 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 vintage glassware, yep. that Mad Men era glassware, absolutely, and right. how that just exploded onto the market and has has been so trendy. 
And we're going to see that shift. It's not going to be the trend forever. And I think that's what we're starting to see where that vintage classic glassware starts to take on a more modern flair so that you could you could use it in your speakeasy, but you could also use it in your hottest mixology yes. nightclub. Yes. Uh, so yeah, a lot of glassware like that. It can like go that. high end, it can go mid range, it can go everywhere. Absolutely. As a reminder, this special edition of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast is brought to you in part by the Edward Donner Company. Everything but the food for nearly 100 years. Now, back to the podcast. Another one that I've seen, too, in that same uh, sort of design-driven, it's not so much retro, but is the Cerex. Cerex has mm. a designer in there, and I'm going to screw her name up, but I'm going to say it anyway because it, she, she deserves credit as Absolutely. best I can give it to her. Her name is Anne de Mulemeester. That's pretty close. That's right? very good. And she's got an, uh, uh, a line that she has designed, and it's I can't describe it. I posted a few uh, posts on Instagram. you got to go look at it. The, I posted only the green ones. But yes. she's got all different colors, and I love the way they presented it. They made it sort of a, a special, a, a secret special booth. Kind of, yeah. Yes, a special kind of it was like circular. a shower curtain. Yes, exactly. An shower curtain. Right. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, that yeah. collection, uh, w- when that uh, hits the U.S. market, I think that there is going to be a, a lot of interest in that. Uh, when, the, yeah. when the folks from Rosenthal Sambonet bring that product in, Cerex is one of my favorite brands uh, in tabletop. I think they yeah, are They're doing innovative. some really interesting things. Yes, and that collection in, in all the different colors. Uh, is going to be really wonderful. I, I like that you the, that you took a picture of the green because a note on the color green, I think that that is the hot color. You think it's coming? It's the next color because I'm I've just seen it everywhere all over so the show. So you're what you're really telling me is you're all blued out. You're tired of. The I mean, blue. I love blue, and I think blue is still going to be black, around. Black and blued out. Yes, right. But I think green it, maybe a year from now yeah, in yeah, the yeah. United States I've is when that. is when we're going to start to see a renaissance of hues of green. Could be right. Um, and there are some some manufacturers that are already set up well for that because they already have it in their portfolio. Our friends at Steelite are one of them. They have a they have a variety of patterns and beautiful sure. green colors, but that has been um, a trend or a color theme that I've seen throughout the show. Okay, there's your tip of the day, folks, right there, <laughs> tabletop suppliers. Green is the color of uh, 2020. <laughs> So tell me what next one. What uh, else have you seen? I would say I wanna, I'm going to divert a little bit uh, outside of just purely strictly dinnerware or tabletop and talk a little bit about um, a couple companies and the buffet or tabletop okay, accessory great. space. Yep. Because you are the buffet wear category manager. I, I am. I am. And tabletop accessories as well. So uh, the folks at Broji, um, their product awesome line. Company. It, awesome company. I mean, just innovative and, and, and trend-driven, um, but also practical and high-quality, made, made so well very impressed with the with the Brogy portfolio some of the new product they have one in particular that is visually stunning but also very practical something as simple as a it's a it's meant to be a, a jam uh, or jelly uh, dispenser yep. could also be used for honey oh, and great. other sauces yeah, and things like that um, and it's a but it's meant to be on a buffet line but what's practical about it is that it reduces waste it com- empties completely so you you're, you're, the, you're the queen of practicality <laughs> well I love it because it has yeah. to that has to I make know, sense I for know, the end yeah, user I, Particularly on a buffet line. Yeah. See, I just fall in love with it. And I don't. If it's practical, that helps. But you know, and, and I don't follow price either. So right. there you go. So we've got. So I think that they've got a, a, a very beautiful collection. Whether it's on their buffet to their decor um, and everything in between. Yep. And the other one I would mention uh, is the folks at APS. Oh. 
which are going to be brought uh, soon to the market um, in, in the U.S. from Libby. Yeah. Yes. And, um, I mean, really a modular buffet solution, yeah. mixed materials, the ability to mix and match. Uh, so for the for everybody in the U.S. market, uh, get ready and look and, out and for folks, APS. If you're ever at a trade show and you run into the Libby booth or you run into APS, talk to Bastian Becker. He couldn't be a nicer guy. Uh, I'm telling you, this is a company that's a monster company in Germany and all through Europe, and now they're coming to the U.S. via Libby. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes when uh, European brands come to the U.S. market, they, they, they take some time to figure out how to operate in the new model. Bastian and his team, they, they understand yep. it and they're ready. Cool. I got to tell you another company that wants to come to the U.S. and you, you're, you probably know them and hopefully you've spent a little time there or are going to. I've spent more time at a booth here at this show with a company called StylePoint. Mm. StylePoint, probably a lot of our listeners haven't heard of StylePoint, but StylePoint is a Dutch company and they create They've got some phenomenal, uh, innovative ideas on creating custom bespoke dinnerware. Shapes, glazes, everything. And they can do very small quantities a very quick turnaround. They also uh, have a good value, uh, good value uh, for money product too. Mm. So they're, they're, they're design driven, but the, like Shannon, they have a real slice of practicality built into them too. So they get it. And they come out of the, ho- the founders who I talked to this morning, they come out of the hotel business. Mm. And so they understand it from a large volume user sense, but they Absolutely. also know that Michelin chefs, they want something really special and unique. Yeah. And so they can customize in quantities that I'll let you find out when you go there. Yes, but they're, they're through the floor. I, I do. I, um, in the in the coming days, I do have uh, plans to meet with them. I'm excited yep. uh, to learn more about them. I've I've in passing walked by their booth, and it, it is show stopping. Uh, pardon the pun, but uh, beautiful product, and I'm excited to learn more about StylePoint. Yeah, I, I, a couple of other things that I saw uh, at Rosenthal was the PVD product. It's it's everywhere. The flat diamond, the uh, red gold, the white gold. It's on everything, but flatware, hollowware, everything now, and it really looks great. It really is. Uh, there's so much PVD product uh, and, and beautiful options in the market now, and I'm really excited to see where that goes and how that evolves over time because uh, it's a relatively you know new technology to the market, but many uh, manufacturers and suppliers of metalware have embraced it, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm excited to see where that goes over time. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'll give you another company too. I'm, I'm falling in love in every island, it seems like, but Meisen Porcelain. I know Meisen Porcelain is high end. Everybody's mm-hmm. oh Meisen, yeah. It's museum quality stuff. But for the right operator, it's perfect. And I don't say it's for everybody, but if you're a Michelin star chef or you want to try and really blow somebody away, you've got to see the embossments and the glaze treatments, the matte glaze and all that treatments at Meisen Porcelain. They're one of the oldest porcelain companies on the planet. Um, they're really doing some really wild stuff. Well, and for the right end user, if they're going for a certain look or a certain yep. vibe, it doesn't matter if it's you know, really price, expensive. Price, price doesn't it. matter when yeah. you have a vision yeah. and you want to execute it to the letter. Yeah. And that's where companies like that can really succeed. What other kinds of things have you noticed as you've walked around? Because we're talking about very specific companies. Are there any trends that you've seen or any feelings that uh, that you get that, that where markets are headed? Well, you know, we talked about the colors a little bit. Um, outside of that, we're, I feel like we're in the middle of a lot of trends right now. So there's, there still remains a lot of the organic shapes 
uh, neutral colors. We see there's a lot of uh, matte glazes. Matte glazes just continue to be yeah, really hot. Yeah. What I'm, uh, what I've liked that I've seen from a couple of different manufacturers is that they're finding ways to still still have a matte glaze, but reduce or hide scratching because matte product scratches yeah, more yeah, easily. Yeah. So more textures and playing with colors, um, playing even with 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 uh, metal in the glazes and such to reduce the appearance of that scratching. So I like that the manufacturers are getting smart, responding to the They're market. They're getting better. They're getting better. Yeah. They're making the product smarter, uh, which is great. So a, a lot of a lot of matte glazes, still a lot of uh, black product. You know, black is hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, a lot of the green. So uh, you talked about PVD, and I feel like the PVD coating and the beautiful metals and everything uh, remain hot, and also mixed materials. Yes. Uh, you yes. know, companies that maybe were traditionally stainless steel are introducing bamboo and acacia wood and maybe melamine or other types of resin. Awesome. So, you know, the mixed materials are really the beautiful. The opportunities really are, um, I mean, you can go in almost any direction and still be okay. And, and, there's, and, and I'm seeing better creativity, it seems like to me, at all price levels. Absolutely. I, I was just thinking something very similar. I've been impressed with manufacturers who recognize that there's a lot of product in the market that looks the same. And they're very keen on making sure that they aren't a Me Too and that everything they do moving forward from a new product development standpoint is, is unique or has some yes. sort of point of differentiation. So I've heard many companies acknowledge that product starts to all look very similar, blend together when everybody's trying to kind of match a trend. Um, so, but I've been happy to hear that in the, in the same sentence or in the next breath, they understand the importance of setting themselves apart. Yeah, when it comes to products, I think that yes. I totally agree. You know, the other thing that, and I talked about getting bogged down a little bit, but the other thing that's gone on for me is, as I found myself in business discussions, mm. discussions on, yes, there's lots here about product, and that's the thing that you notice most, but there's a lot going on sort of behind the scene, the back of the house, if you will, for a lot of these exhibitors. And one of the ones that, for example, that, uh, D.W. Haber, which was purchased by Steelite mm -hmm. and is, uh, was announced at the NRA show, that assimilation is completed. And I talked to David Haber, and he was so excited about being. Now he showed me pictures of the Steelite new Steelite Distribution Center and how integrated it was now. And he showed me the lines in the warehouse racking. And the point really here is, is that there's a lot of that behind the scenes going on, logistics, people improving their systems. Absolutely, all that too. Because you know you can have the most beautiful product in the world, but if you can't sure. get it to market yep. from a supply chain and operation standpoint, you're dead in the water, so to speak. Uh, so I agree with you. I think there's been a lot of good business conversation yes. going on uh, and where it's manifested for me is certain European brands that want to enter the US market yes. and wanting to understand uh, you know how dealers where dealers fit in where the existing suppliers that are established in the US where they fit in you know being a master distributor versus being a dealer so that mutual education of learning about their brand learning about their history so that for me that helps me navigate who's really legitimate and who's not? Uh, because there are some that aren't. Well, some are, are, are just further back in the <laughs> Or maybe curve. further back, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but also, then, you know, the the, the reciprocal education right. from us to help them understand, you know, how the U.S. market market differs from the European market. There's one U.S. company, and I won't mention them. But right before I came over here to go on the air with you, uh, talk to me, and I said. Why are you here? Mm. What did you hope to accomplish? They said, well, we really want to understand, we want to get better in Europe and outside the U.S., so we came here and we're here to learn. 
And I think that's really important for American companies and American people to come over and learn. But also at the same time, I think the European companies are learning from all the American customers that are here. Absolutely. Because of the questions that are being asked. And what about this? What about that? They're, they'll they'll be able to better align their brands and their products up with the expectations of the North American market. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I would say of the of the couple of days I've uh, I've been here so far, maybe half of my discussion, half of my discussions have been about product. The other half have been about uh, just, just the, the, business. the business, yeah, yeah. and yeah. business models and understanding what, what the markets. What kinds of things do you need from a vendor and all that stuff? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Cool. Very cool. Any other surprises? Any other? Uh, you know, again, because this is my first time at host, uh, some of this is kid on Christmas morning kind of things, right? <laughs> yeah, Where yeah, you're yeah. just in awe of the enormity, trying to understand the brands. So so really for me, it's it's been the understanding of, you know, the, the brands available by geography, who might be a good yep, fit yep. for the U.S. market that isn't there today. So um, those have been the, some of the biggest takeaways for me. I still have uh, about another 24 hours or about a day and a half here at the show still. So I'm excited to keep going. Um, it's just been well, wonderful. Is a, is a VIP buyer, and that's what it says on your badge, a top buyer, <laughs> excuse me, VIP top buyer. Um, have you seen the decision makers that you would want to see in the companies that you visited? Uh, yes, for me, absolutely uh, okay. I have. And I, I think that the you'd find that the, the vendor community, the manufacturers here, feel the same way. I think that they feel they've had very quality appointments, quality discussions. Uh, I've been very, very impressed with the overall experience of the show. Great, because I think the host people have really uh, worked hard to improve their game in that respect, in terms of international people coming here and making it a, a show where if you're not Italian, you feel out of place at all. It's right. a very easy show to attend, I think. Absolutely, and, and the folks from Host have, um, have particularly done a good job of helping both sides, buyers, decision makers, and the manufacturers feel the value for yeah. coming to the show. So if you're investing in a in a booth here, you have to you have to feel the value of these these international buyers or decision makers that you're meeting with and vice versa. If I were to come here and have four five days of appointments where nothing really good or productive comes out of it, it's lovely to be here, but I don't I don't it would be pointless. The the mutual value on yes. both sides of the coin um, of, of that the that the show provides has been really tremendous. You know what I'm uh, we're both tabletop wonks, right. geeks, whatever, <laughs> uh, and I'm the evangelist. So, but what, one of the things that really excites me, first of all, about host, but also about the coming up Ambiente show in February in Frankfurt, the, the focus on front of the house, on Horeca, hotel and restaurant catering, on tabletop. Mm -hmm from the international shows seems to be much greater than from the domestic U.S. shows. And I would love to see the NRA show take a similar approach. Well, and I think we may start to see some of that evolution because I've been very surprised by the number of European companies that I've met with um, or just spoken to in passing who tell me, oh, we're going to be at the NRA show next year. Oh, we're coming to NRA next year. And perhaps as more of those companies attend, uh, you know, the, the NRA will uh, will look at how they attract uh, more international buyers and how they create that mutual value. Well, maybe, think, we, maybe just Shannon and Dave will start their own tabletop show. How about that? Oh, my gosh. In our, in our spare time. In our spare time. <laughs> there you go. No, but it's it's truly true. And there's such a focus on on the front of the house and, and, and the creativity and the design aspects of it. Yeah. I, 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 you can't help but be excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, this has been terrific. It's a special edition of Seat Yourself. Uh, Shannon, I know you're busy as hell. 
Thanks for taking time out of the <laughs> anytime, uh, anytime. Thank and you for having me. This is great, and we'll we'll have to do this again in Frankfurt in February. You got it. We want to thank Shannon Talon for sitting with us and giving us an update for the 2019 Host Milano Show. And we especially want to thank you for joining us for this special edition of our Seat Yourself podcast. You can find all episodes of Seat Yourself at seatyourselfpodcast.com. And finally, we want to thank the Edward Donnan Company for sponsoring, in part, this special edition of Seat Yourself. Edward Donnan Company. Everything but the food for nearly 100 years. And always remember... Hashtag Tabletop Matters.